Let's go back to the time when we learned about camping. Everyone has a story. I'm your host, Chris Bullen. Welcome to The Time When, a podcast exploring the lives of everyday people. Now is the perfect time to hit pause and subscribe to the show and leave us a review. For additional information pertaining to each episode and to find out our monthly book club choice, visit our website, thetimewin.net. Hello, everyone. Today I'm here with my friend Ashley Miller, who is a camper. Hi, Chris. So today she's going to talk to us all about her uh, experiences with her family and, and camping. So, so what is your story with how did you start camping? Well, I grew up camping in tents with my family, uh, my parents and my brother. Nowadays, what I do with my own family is more of what people call glamping, <laughs> where we have a 35-foot camper that has everything in it that we need as we camp. And uh, we decided to buy that camper because uh, seven years ago, I lost my dad to ALS. And that was a year and a half that I was working as working full time as a teacher, as a mom, and as his helping my mom be his caretaker. The year after my mom died. And then two years after that, my husband's father died. Mm -hmm. And so after all that, with just the, the memories that I had growing up with my family camping, we just realized that life is just too short to mm -hmm. worry about stuff. Yeah. So we spent the money on the camper and decided to make the memories with our kids. Cause that's all you have left in the end. Yeah. That's awesome. How do you think uh, staying in the camper compares to tents? Do you miss staying in the tents? Not at all. I tent <laughs> camped out in the, in the backyard with my girls earlier in this quarantine and uh, they lasted until about 3 a.m. And, and then they're like, I'm done. Yeah. Last summer, uh, Cam wanted to uh, stay in a, in a tent. And so I, I did buy a tent. But we actually, the only time we slept in it, we slept in the basement. <laughs> we haven't done it outside yet. <laughs> um, so two summers, you left for five-week trips. What, what was that experience like? Well, the, the first trip that we went on the, those five weeks was three summers ago. And that was the first time that we had owned the camper. We had done a couple weekends. It was amazing, but it was exhausting hmm. because being newbies, uh, I am, as you know, I am very organized. So I had like my color spreadsheet and everything of where we were going and staying. But we tried to pack too much in too quickly. So we were constantly moving. And by the end of five weeks, we were all just exhausted and ready to be home of everything that we did. The second summer, uh, we went out west. And while we still moved a lot, uh, we tried to take longer times at some campgrounds as like a base camp and then tr drive a little further to go visit some things. Mm -hmm. And both, were, both trips were amazing. Uh, I'm a huge national park nerd as well. And so... <laughs> Uh, that's, we hit 14 national parks when we went out West two summers ago. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do with my kids is they get those junior ranger badges that if you don't know about it or somebody doesn't know about it, you just go to the ranger desk when you get to a national park and mm -hmm. ask them for a junior ranger booklet. And okay. it gives the kids activities to do while you're there to keep them engaged. Oh, 
that's cool. And then when you're done, you bring it back to the ranger station and they have a whole little swearing in ceremony for the kids where they swear them in and then give them an actual like little plastic junior ranger badge. Mm. Um, <laughs> so it, it was awesome. And then it was really weird coming home because we're used to being in this. I mean, our, our camper was 30 feet that we took on these two trips, but you're used to being in this small space. And um, my right. bed had like this cabinet over top. So mm -hmm. you were kind of like in this covered area you were sleeping in. <laughs> and the first week that we were home and I'm trying to go to sleep where it's all open in my big bedroom, it was just a really weird experience of trying to get used to that again. And Yeah. When, when you talk about a five-week trip, it makes me think of uh, the Griswolds and National Lampoon's <laughs> vacation. Did you ever uh, drive anywhere and, and it ended up being closed or something like that? Um... Not that I remember, uh, mm -hmm. because all the, with two little kids, um, mm -hmm. because my little one was four and then my older daughter was only nine, we had scheduled everywhere mm -hmm. so that we knew we would have a spot because, yeah. uh, there are, there are lots of other people. So we're not really in the national park, state park camping phase yet mm -hmm. because, with two little kids, I'm willing to pay the extra money to go to the private campgrounds so that there are swing sets and pools and <laughs> activities, you know, to keep them happy too. Okay. Um, so there are some national parks and state parks that you can't make reservations for. It's first come first serve. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we didn't really have any issues with stuff not being opened right now. So are some campgrounds almost like a, like a hotel, like where you could kind of pull up your camper, but then they have like a pool restaurant and all that? Most of the private campgrounds can cost you as much as a hotel room because wow. you're paying for all of the amenities of, um, so having electricity to hook up to water for your camper and then the unmentionable sewer at dump at your campground. You can pay for those things. And then one of the core campgrounds we go to a lot is Quarryville, Pennsylvania. And it's a Jellystone, like mm -hmm. the Yogi Bear. Um, it's a franchise. But they have uh, activities every day for kids, like coloring and crafts. They have jump pillows. They have um, swing sets and all these, and a huge pool and water park. So oh, when you're wow. when you're going to a private campground, which is what we do right now, mm -hmm. it can be as much as a hotel room. Wow. Do you ever uh, like miss anything like when you're gone, like like miss TV or, you know, like anything like that or? Um, well, the pr we don't we have the option that we can hook to television when you're at the private campgrounds, but we don't. Mm -hmm. So the only thing I miss um, is if we don't have that sewer dump um, <laughs> where we can get the water because it's all the extra water. Think about how much water you use every day when you're washing dishes, when you take a shower, like mm -hmm. all that goes into a holding tank in the camper. And so the only thing I miss is long showers <laughs> when I'm in the camper because uh, you have to turn the water on. And then we have a button that turns the flow of water off. So you don't have to keep like turning all the hot and cold water off. Mm -hmm. So it's like you get yourself wet, you turn the water off, you soap up, 
turn mm-hmm. the water on real fast, rinse off, and then turn it off and you're done. So <laughs> the only thing I miss is like a good long shower like that. Oh, yeah. You talked about uh, baking memories that'll last a, a, a lifetime. Uh, what's one of your fondest memories from one of your trips? So we have so many. I think just generically, like the fondest memories I have of doing this is that we really stay away from electronics. We don't mm-hmm. have television that we're turning on every day. We have a DVD player. We'll watch a movie if it's raining or something in the camper. Mm-hmm. But we we try to stay off our cell phones. Um, we're playing board games together. Yeah. We're making all these wildlife interactions and and things like that. So I think it's just like the family time and nowadays staying away from the electronics and really being disconnected mm-hmm. is what my happiest memories are. Um, but as a visiting someplace, mm-hmm. I highly recommend Black Hills, South Dakota, okay. because... Uh, we were able to, that's where Mount Rushmore is mm-hmm. and Mount Rushmore is cool, but it's only like a half a day type of thing to do go mm-hmm. in the evening. So you can see the lighting ceremony that they have at night. Um, mm-hmm. But then there was like jewel cave, wind cave, Custer state park is amazing. And just the wide open spaces there and, and seeing everything that I think that was our favorite part of our trip so far. I didn't even know they they did like a lighting ceremony at night at Mount Rushmore. Yeah, so every night they um, invite, they have this big outside amphitheater that's facing carvings. They invite (laughs) veterans and military servicemen down to the stage and they lower the flag for the night and they take the flag off and then they uh, play a video about Mount Rushmore and then all the lights shine up on the faces at night. So it's really cool. We ended up going there on oh, wow. 4th of July. So yeah. it was really cool. Oh, yeah. That must have been great. What about any uh, funny camping memories? Any funny stories? Oh, my God. So <laughs> I have two that I can share with you. So the first one is with our daughters getting older, especially my older daughter, Mac. She's pretty self-sufficient with getting her stuff together. But last year, my little one, Delaney, we had packed her clothes And we were getting ready to drive up near Pittsburgh to go camping for the weekend. And we packed her clothes and we put it by her stuff for the camp camper, like her toys and books she wanted to bring. And we pack everything up and we get up to the campground and we can't find her clothes. Mm. She never put the clothes into the box with her toys. (laughs) So we had to go to Walmart and buy her clothes for the weekend because she was all she only had what she was wearing yeah so now every time it's it's uh okay does everybody have their clothes because we can't run to walmart (laughs) every time um and then the other one that our mutual friend barb likes to joke with me about every time i mention camping is i am a planner and usually we are gone for just two nights camping for the weekend during the school year well one time it was like a long weekend and my brain just didn't process it and so I forgot to pack food for an entire day because it was I was like oh I planned great for a 
two night camping trip only to realize at the campground, we were there for three nights. Mm -hmm. So thankfully there was a grocery store nearby that we could grab a couple things to eat. Well, I, it was funny earlier when you <laughs> mentioned your color spreadsheet, I definitely remember before that first trip, when we would come to meet, <laughs> you would talk about your color coded spreadsheet and you added a new place, your stop, you know, all this kind of stuff. So yes, you are a planner. Um, so if somebody was interested in, in starting to uh, to camp, what kind of what kind of equipment do you suggest? So you people don't realize I've I've read a lot of articles recently that with quarantine and um, with the economy tanking a bit that like RVing and camping is going to be the way to go, but it is way more expensive right. than what you think because when you first buy a camper, it it doesn't come with everything mm -hmm. you need. Think about your cell phone. Like you buy your cell phone, but it doesn't come mm -hmm. with all the cords and the cases and all the other stuff that you want for it. So when you buy a camper, you get the camper and you get an electrical cord to plug in and that's it. So you, um, just mm -hmm. for the outside of the camper, you need to buy a hose and a filter so you can have water in the camper. You need to buy a surge protector to protect mm -hmm. uh, the camper from electrical surges from wherever you are. You need to buy leveling blocks mm -hmm. that you kind of build up like Legos to make sure that the camper is level because not every place is. You need chocks to chock the wow. wheels because once you detach from the truck, because that's what we have. We have, it's called a travel trailer. Uh, that my husband's pickup truck pulls mm -hmm. that uh, no matter what you have travel trailer fifth wheel class a uh, you need chocks to hold the wheels so it doesn't uh, start moving you need the the lovely sewer hose that my husband calls the poo hose mm -hmm. um, so that's just for the outside to make sure that you can do everything plus I'm sure you want to be comfy at your camper so we have fancy chairs for the camper and a little outdoor rug to deal with dirt outside. Yeah. And then inside <laughs> is kind of like a whole nother house. Like if you buy a vacation home or something, because we have a set of four mm -hmm. dishes that's only for the camper that stays out there. So we don't have to keep lugging things in and out every time. So right. like dishes and pans and sheets for the beds and stuff like that. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Wow. And then you do, like, I think you told me before, like, you have to store it too, right? Isn't that a cost, like, during the off season? Yeah. So we do not have a space at our house to be able to store our camper. So we have to pay um, at one of those storage facilities uh, for us to have our camper there. Uh, we pay, I, don't, I think it's like, $60 a month, but we have access to it whenever we want, but it still stinks that it's not at our house that we have to drive 15 minutes mm -hmm. to get to it. And then also packing and unpacking, um, takes some time. I remember too, a story. I think one time you told me with like a fire, like a scary story you had. Oh you know, my like gosh. Catch on fire yes. or so, propane. Um, then also you need a grill to grill outside because while we have the little kitchen inside, we don't want to use that because it gets hot. So we want to grill and eat outside. Uh, so mm -hmm. my, we had a, a, a propane gas grill that my husband and I, this summer, were married 18 years. So we had had it for, I don't know, 13 years at this point, And it had been amazing. Well, 
it was on a mm -hmm. table outside the camper and one of my dogs woke up in the middle of the night and I went outside to let him out. So it's dark out and I see a tiny little flame in the grill and we had turned it off so for some reason where the propane hose connected to the grill, there was like a crack in it. So the flame had gotten mm. to that tiny bit of propane that was leaking out of that connection. So when we turned the grill off, that didn't turn off. And the only reason I saw it was because uh, it was dark when I took the dog out because we didn't see it when we went in. So um, thankful. And that thing was like right up against the camper on a plastic folding table that we had brought with us. Um, but luckily nothing happened. Mm. We were safe. But my husband then had to buy like this huge, fancy, expensive grill to replace it. That's his baby as we travel. The most of our memories are good camping. The we just had like one more scary memory. We were in Nebraska and it was the scaredest I've mm -hmm. ever been in the camper. Like that little fire that thankfully didn't spread was scary, but uh, we were right. near in Chimney Rock, Nebraska, which is part of the Oregon Trail. And um, mm -hmm. it was the middle of the night and this storm came through that was rocking our camper to the point I was afraid it was going to tip over. Wow. The, it was raining so hard that the rain was seeping in through the windows and streaming into the camper from our uh, like heater vent. So we were using every towel we had between swim towels and bath towels to sop up the water everywhere it was coming in. Uh, I was afraid it was going to be a tornado, and we were in the middle of nowhere. Um, like our campground was just yeah. 10 sites in the middle of this field. There was no bathhouse or anything. And I thought we were going to have to wake the girls up and just jump in the truck and drive to the visitor center that was like a mile down the road and just park next to the uh, building. But that was the scaredest we've ever been in the camper with that uh, storm. Wow. So I don't really want to visit that. And Did you ever have any like animals come up? Um, to the camper yeah. I mean, we've uh, where we've stayed out west more and then up in Maine, like we had deer and we've had raccoon and fox that we've seen. Uh, the big animals, mm -hmm. we didn't stay in Yellowstone, but I know people have posted photos of bison outside their campers as they're staying within the national park. But we haven't gotten that close mm -hmm. with our camper, but driving around the national parks and that we've seen those kind of animals. So what advice would you give to anyone? who was looking to start camping now with this coronavirus? So I would definitely set a budget because mm -hmm. there are campers at all different budget levels, you know, to, to purchase. So figure out how much you're willing to spend to really start looking. Uh, once you decide that, then there are lots of RV shows that happen that you can go visit and just go in every single camper to see what you like, what you don't, but make sure to like mark, at least write it down or take pictures of the things you like because you're going to forget because there's hundreds of campers at these RV shows. 
Um, so really think about what are you looking for? What do you think you want in a camper? Check them all out. And then there's even our, uh, RV or camper buying shows on TV, sort of like house hunters. They have uh, going RV or buying RV or something like that. So even like looking at those type of shows to see what some of the options are and maybe what you're looking at and then just have fun. I mean, there, there's so many different things that you can get in a camper. It all depends on what you're interested in. Is there a reason why you got a camper instead of an RV? For us, my husband already had a pickup truck, significantly cheaper to buy a travel trailer than mm. an RV because you're not buying another car because mm -hmm. it, it doesn't have an engine or anything in it. And we mm -hmm. wanted the option to be able to detach the truck and then use the truck as our vehicle to move around places. People That's that true. get class C's and class A's, which class A's are the ones that look like big buses and class mm -hmm. C's um, are smaller and usually have the little bit over the drivers. That's a bed. Um, mm -hmm. So those, if you want to drive around, you either have to pack everything up and detach everything every day to drive it, or you have to tow a car with you. And that mm -hmm. wasn't something, since we already had the truck, uh, we just figured we'd get one that we could pull around with us. But if you had an RV, you could park at the same like camping spots and everything that, that you guys do, or are there separate camping sites for RVs? No, everything is, everything's the same. Um, it all depends. Now it's just how long is your RV or camper mm -hmm. and how many slides, and, which are the pieces that extend out to give you more living space. We have two slides, so that gives us a bigger couch dinette area and gives us, a, uh, my husband and I, a bigger bedroom area where, mm -hmm. um, a friend of ours, they have four slides, and I've seen RVs and campers with six slides. I mean, those are wow. massive and yeah. heavy. So it all <laughs> depends. Uh, the sites and where you can park all depend on how long you are and how many slides you have and where they're located so that it doesn't, like, hit trees or something like that. Mm -hmm. I've always... Like, I guess you could say it's a bucket list thing is to one time rent an RV and kind of drive across the country. But so far, I still haven't been uh, <laughs> brave enough to, to try it like you guys have. It's worth it. it. Be <laughs> so we have um, a sticker map in our camper of all the places that we've camped for our girls. And then mm -hmm. we have a friend of mine for my girls got a scratch off map. So the camper map is only for where we camped. And then the scratch off map is anywhere we have taken them to visit. And so mm -hmm. my older daughter will be 12 in a week and a half. And my younger one just turned seven. And we've been able to take them to 27 states already. Wow. Is there any, uh, any state that you haven't been to yet that you're hoping to, to get to soon? Well, we were going to go south this year. Um, but we put that on hold because of everything. But mm -hmm. this summer, we are going to try to visit and camp in New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Connecticut, because of the, those are the only three states we have left to have covered the entire Northeast. Oh, okay, good. So I think we're going to do that. 
And then eventually we want to go to all 50 states. Um, right. So we'll, that, that was the plan this summer to work on some of the southern states. Um, mm -hmm. But we'll get there. We got time. Yeah. Well, Hawaii would be hard, though. So we, we have already traveled to Hawaii. Uh, we mm -hmm. went there two spring breaks ago, three spring breaks ago, I think now. Um, mm -hmm. So we allowed the girls to put the sticker of Hawaii on the RV map since we're never going to get the RV uh, there, you know? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. I'm like, I get the RV. Isn't that the only, <laughs> so that's the, that's the only one that I allowed. And then there's a big argument of, well, what constitutes allowing to put the sticker on? That's a big argument. So we drove mm -hmm. through Iowa one day, but mm -hmm. I didn't. I said, no, we can't put the sticker on because we didn't actually stay there and we couldn't uh, scratch it off because we didn't do anything there. So our rules are hard and fast for the camper. <laughs> you have to spend the night in the state with the camper and for the scratch off map, you have to have an experience there to be able to scratch it off. Gotcha. So now you got to find a way to get back to Iowa. I didn't see much there that we need to go visit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on. This was very interesting. You know me. I can talk about camping until the cows come home because <laughs> it's just something we love so much and we have such a great experience. I appreciate you asking me to talk about it and I am uh, willing to answer any questions. We have an Instagram account that we post pictures okay. and stuff on called Camping okay. Millers. I'll post that in the show notes and on um, on the website. Thanks. It's not monetized or anything. It's just the that we uh, send out pictures and ideas of things that are going on with us camping. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. No problem. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for listening to today's show. For more information about camping, or any of our other episodes, visit our website, thetimewin.net. And also, make sure to subscribe and write us a review. And remember, everyone has a story.